Shinti is at the heart of the communities where Maui works and plays, and for 35 years, Maui has sponsored senior Kamenak leagues, the annual National Shinti Awards, and, more recently, the Young Persons Development Fund. Whether it's with sponsorship or taking our salmon wagon to cup finals and fueling players and fans with our tasty salmon, we love being part of the Shinti family. So, from throw up to the final whistle, Maui Scotland will continue to work with the Kamenach Association to support our country's most iconic sport. Hello and welcome back to the Half Swing Shinty podcast, where we review and preview the Shinty from all over Scotland. In the week where Netflix continued to crack down on password sharing, there were finally some friendlies played in Shinty. And alongside me to preview the 2023 season, I have a man who puts the strange in Stranger Things, the narc in Narcos. And well, there's a TV series called Virgin River on Netflix that I'll let you put the pieces <laughs> together for. It's Kami Middleton. Kami, how the hell are you? Oh, starting the season off with a cracker there, Aaron, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm very good. I'm actually really glad to be back. I'm strangely, not strangely, but really up for kind of previewing, uh, previewing the season. It's been a while. I'm quite excited for the season ahead. I think everyone else is and the listeners hopefully are as well. So I'm really good. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. I'm great. I'm glad to get the uh, the old band back together and uh, get ready to to take on some predictions. Um, we slipped a bit of Netflix into the intro. What is your favourite Netflix original? Good question. Good question. Um, I need to double check. I think it is. I don't know. Are you a fan of the Breaking Bad universe, if you will? I'm a massive Better Call Saul fan. Okay, and yeah. I think that's a Netflix original. If it is a Netflix original, then hundred million percent better call Saul. If it's not, um, I'll hold my head in shame. But no, I think you might be right. I'm halfway through Breaking Bad for the first time just now. Ooh, actually, okay, okay. Um, how are you finding I it? Tried it again and again and again, and I just couldn't get into it to begin with because it's such a slow burner in that first season. I was just thinking, yes. like, honestly, I do not care. I think every character in this is a total loser, like, um, but. <laughs> No, it gets really, really quite good, and I'm you will, you will like it. And also, when you eventually watch it all, and you go to Better Call Saul, because which is what you will do. That's even even a slower burner than Breaking Bad, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you will enjoy it. It is worth the payoff, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's something to look forward to. At least, um, at least certainly help me sleep through the first sort of fourteen episodes or so, like it did with Breaking Bad. But anyway, <laughs> um, I've got to ask you. We talked enough about it last season. Uh, are you watching Love Island? If so, who do you like? And if not, wow. You're you're not going to be happy with me oh, at wow. all. I have not watched a single episode this year, but I've got my reasoning behind it, right? So I just, on a board day in work, I looked up uh, Love Island last season on Wikipedia, right? You know how many episodes there were last season? There was 46 episodes, right? Do you know how many hours that is? Yeah. Over 46 hours. So I was like, oh, I can't do that again. I can't put myself through that again. 46 hours up for like the sake of like five maybe good episodes. I was yeah. having none. I'm guessing you're watching it again and maybe maybe not after I've just gave you them facts. <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, I am in the midst of watching it right now. But listen, you don't need to justify anything. Being a 24, 25-year-old man, I probably should stop watching it as well. 
Um, you know, I think you've you're on the right side of history with this one, but uh, that's fine. That's just taking out three quarters of the podcast, though. So this will be a short episode today. <laughs> Listeners are delighted to hear that, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I know we've, we, our uh, our numbers will be through the roof from next week on, and we're not going to be rattling on about that nonsense. Um, okay, so basically for the listeners, um, we are going to go through the different leagues today and uh, say what our predictions are going to be for 2023. Now, this is a great chance for one or both of us to end up with egg in our face. But um, for those who don't know, we've also taken over the prediction game that's been going about for the past few years. Basically, we've vowed to make it better than ever under new Half Swing podcast ownership. Kami, you've been doing a bit of work on it over the winter break. Can you explain mm. what this is to anyone who's maybe not sure? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, it's an online game where you compete against your friends, family, teammates, us in the podcast, whoever really, uh, and you try and make as many correct predictions about Shinty as possible. So I've uploaded all the fixtures from the first weekend, and what you have to do is guess what the score will be in that game. Pretty basic. You get four correct points, uh, four points for a uh, correct scoreline, and you get two points for a correct result, i.e. a win or a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you get zero for getting it completely wrong, which I'm sure you will on more than one occasion. <laughs> Thanks for that, Cami. Yeah, I had a little look on uh, Kicktip, which is what it's called, um, and I saw 30 fixtures up for the first week. You've done a fixture for every single game for the first week. That's going to be a bit much to keep up with each week, isn't it? Yeah, that'll, that'll be totally excessive, uh, but we're doing it for this week only. Uh, normally we'll do it on, uh, we'll do three leagues each week. We'll do the Premiership, the National, and one of the area leagues on a rotational basis, uh, as well as the Cup fixtures, just to try and include all the teams, but obviously kind of hit the main spots of the Premier and the National. Yeah, that's pretty much summed it up as very well, very succinct, Kami. I must say, and it sounds great um, if you're listening to this and you're interested in joining and testing, if you know more than Kami, not too difficult, or more than me, best of luck then head over to the half swing podcast twitter page to sign up we'll also put a link out on the Camnect association facebook and if you're still struggling after that just give one of us a shout and we can get you signed up it's free to play completely free to play and we're trying to get as many people involved as possible and um, just to see who knows the most about about shinty across all of scotland hopefully kami and i will come up with some kind of prize um, but that remains to be seen. We were trying to come up with some sort of coherent game to play all last year, and we didn't manage that. So, you know, our track record's not great. But nope. we're excited about this year. Well, I certainly am, Kami. Um, importantly, I guess, for what we're going to be doing today, there's also a number of bonus questions that have to be answered before week one. Um, and that is what we're going to do today. So some of the bonus questions are stuff like, who's going to win South 2? Who's going to win the Premiership? Who's going to be the top scorer? Who's going to get relegated from the National? That sort of thing. Kami and I are just going to go through the winners today. We might follow up with a podcast later in the week about the cap winners or relegation. But with that in mind, Kami, which league do you want to start in? Um, I think, Aidan, I'll start uh, with the league that's on uh, everyone's mind at the moment. Uh, and that's the South Division 2, of course. Uh, <laughs> I think that's absolutely uh, no surprise there, me picking that. Um, yeah. And it's probably no surprise in who I think is going to win it. Uh, it's going to be Strucker Danoon, obviously. Um, in all seriousness, you know, if I'm having to predict who's going to win this league, I have to back my own team. That's just the way it's going to be. But I do think we've got a strong chance this year. Um, I won't touch on this too much because obviously I had Roddy on last week and it was a great episode. And I'm sure the listeners don't really listen to two episodes about Strucker Danoon. But um, we've got a good chance. What he touched on was the fact that halfway through last season, we picked up a few players to kind of join, like Sam Bullock, Stephen Thompson, our captain for this year, James Roy. 
And the second half of our season last year was our best part of the season. We won a few games, so we've got them from the start. On the other hand of that, we are missing a few big players, especially Neil Bo Finlayson, who was our coach's player of the year. He's moved to Rotterdam, so it will be tough. But, I mean, you've got to back yourself. Uh, so, yeah, Strukardarun for me. I'm assuming you've not went for Strukardarun. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Kami. I didn't go with Strucker Danoon. Now, I did struggle with this one. Um, I know Butte won it last year. I haven't actually gone for them this year either. I've actually okay. gone for Kilmori, and that's the team I actually want to win it too, which might have influenced me somewhat. They finished third in 2022 with 15 points, which was, you know, quite a lot behind Butte. It was nine points actually behind winners Butte. And I know that's a huge amount to sort of overturn this year, but we saw this year on 2022 with Arden American that even a year at this level can be you know a real difference maker for some teams I think Butte have a real chance of winning South Division 1 and I think that'll mean a lot of their second team's best players will play up a level so with them out of the league I think that Komori will go on and they'll take that top spot um we know that they're guaranteed at least four points against Stucker Danoon, so that'll be a great start <laughs> for them. It's just about whether they can pick up any more after that. You know, I don't hate your suggestion. Komori are actually a top side and a good young side as well. A couple of really big, good players. One for the future, Andrew Ennis, who plays halfbacks, a cracking player. I've got them down as one of our main competitors this season, along with Butte, of course. Um, I think Roddy said the same. Roddy failed to mention Tayforth as well, who came down. Uh, they're going to be at no mugs uh, whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, disappointed didn't pick Strickardaroon, but at the same time, uh, Komori's a good shout. Yeah, with you opening up with South Division 2 and speaking directly without a, you know, without a moment's hesitation about <laughs> Strucker Danoon, I better open up with North Division 2 by stating that Bewley did win that division last year. But I better get that in nice and early. Um, we were promoted um, and both Lacharan and Caberfey actually dropped down into North Division 2. And I've gone for one of them to win the league. I've gone for Caberfey. Now, looking at last year's results, you think, wow, maybe they'll even struggle to to pick the heads up because they had a really poor season last year. And I know that, you know, only picking up two wins all season is not exactly great for morale going into the new campaign. But the boys I was familiar with on that side were all young and another year of bulking out and the experience will mean, for me, they're probably the ones to beat in North Division 2. I think another telling factor is going to be that they're the only team in the division who have a first team in the Premiership. Now, that might seem like what the hell difference is that going to make to a North Division 2 side, but what that means is the players on the fringe of that Premiership squad will be playing North 2 sometimes. And I think that that will really help drive some of the younger boys on. And also, you know, if you've got a player who's sometimes appearing in the Premiership, turning up in North Division 2, that's a huge jump in quality, you know. So hopefully that experience, maybe just on the bench sometimes, maybe just 20 minutes in the Premiership, is going to really help their second team kick on for when those boys do come in and play for them. What do you think, Kami, North Division 2? Yeah, I think Carver's a good shout. Your thinking behind it is solid, especially with the fact that they're going to be the only team that has a senior team in that division. However, I've not went for Cabers, even though it's probably a good shout, and I think they'll definitely be up there. And I've not went for Lacaran, who will also definitely be up there. I've actually went for Aberdeen University, um, Aberdeen Union are always kind of there and thereabouts. Uh, I know last season they were one of the kind of luckier teams who may have picked up a couple of points from like the kind of COVID cancellations and things mm-hmm. like that. But they're a team that have always impressed me. You always kind of see them when you're looking through the results that, oh, they've got a result there. I think they actually might have bet Bewley once 
thanks for rubbing that one in, Carl. Nah, yeah. Believe it or not, that wasn't me just rubbing that in. But I think, well, obviously, you looked at how good Bewley were last season as well. So to get a result again yeah, against them, obviously, that's fantastic. But when I was looking, I was researching this, what I was really impressed by is they only conceded 24 times, which <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like and as little as can, can you say, I don't know how many, it was like under 12 or 15 or something. But they only conceded 24 times in all competitions. And I think defences win leagues. Aberdeen, you know, they think they got relegated in 2019, so I think they'll be looking to get back up there. Don't know what it is. I'm kind of drawn to them. I fancy Aberdeen Uni this year. Yeah. No, listen, that's that's fair enough. I mean, obviously, I think they might have even just missed out on second place last year. Did they? I think they might have finished third last year. Maybe Something second. Something like that. Yeah, Not 100% yeah. sure, but they were certainly um, in the title race with Bewley for long enough. That much I do know. Um, whether they slipped off at the end, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe Komali might finish second. But regardless, I think they're a solid pick. I think, again, North 2 is going to be quite hard to predict. I've gone for Cabers. You've gone for Aberdeen Uni. We'll just wait and see. And by the way, just to put this in now, now that we're discussing this, this is going to be out in the public forum. So uh, when you sit down after the podcast and have a little think, I don't want you scattling off to kick tip to change your predictions to match mine because you know that that's where the real genius <laughs> is in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. Honestly, um, I really, really, really want to beat you this year, This is going to be the big <laughs> one. And if, if if I don't, which I really think is unlikely, I think that'll be the end of me on the Half Swing podcast. <laughs> oh, well, that's just uh, gained me another 2,000 followers for, for my campaign <laughs> this year. Get them off the air. Um, you want to talk to us about North Division 1 now, Kami? North Division 1, yes, I will. And for me, I can't see past Newton Moore seconds. Um, I think it's a cracking division, North Division 1. I thought it was a really good division last year. And I think there's three or four teams who are kind of above the rest. Uh, maybe five in that, including the likes of Kinlock Shield seconds, Fort William seconds, but particularly Inverness and Glengarry. Glengarry mm-hmm. scoring about 85 goals in the league last season, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but Newton Moore, in my opinion, the dominant force. Um, they scored 91 times last season. They scored more than any other team in Shinty Bar Bewley seconds, which we mentioned earlier. But it's a team, it's not just about Glenn McIntosh, as some <laughs> might be surprised about. It's a team of kind of a great mixture of kind of experience and youth. They've got Craig McIsaac, got young Charlie Ferguson, who looks like one for the future, and Craig McLeod and many, many others. There's a team, you fancy them in the Sutherland Cup, you fancy them for the staff there, and I can't see past Newton Moore. What about you? Yeah, well, looking beyond Newton Moore has admittedly been a fool's errand in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly what I've I've done, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, I think you know you have mentioned it is a mix there, and it is a mix. But the extra year in the legs of some of the older heads who have been integral to Newton Moore's success. Now you're right to say it's not all these older guys that are doing it, but they have been a really important cog in the machine for Newton Moore's success. And I think that you know that extra year in the legs, as I was saying, might just open the door for another club to come in and steal the title. I've gone for that someone else as the team that ran them closest last year, and that's Inverness. Now, the Highlanders, they had a tight defence last year and actually looked destined to win the division until a stumble in October, which saw them pick up three points from a possible eight. Now, Glengarry, they might be a bit disappointed. They've come close over the past few years too, but I think Inverness's depth will see them continue to be sort of more consistent challengers to Newton Moore. I've had a little look at the fixtures as well, and by the third week of the season, Newton Moore will have played both Inverness and Glengarry. Now, I'm sticking with Inverness, but if Newton Moore have won both those games fairly comfortably, then we might be in for the shortest title race in history, I'm afraid. 
Um, again, I'm not sure if I'm letting my heart rule my head here, but I haven't seen a playoff between North One and South One for promotion in my entire time at the Kamenecht Association. So I'd actually like to see both leagues won by non-second teams this year. But whether or not that'll happen, it's hard to tell. Um, South Division One, then by consequence, you'll be not surprised to hear I haven't gone for a second team in there. I've gone for Butte. Now, I touched on it earlier. I think their second team has a lot of players who are ready to play South Division One, Shinty, which they showed by winning South Division Two last year. You know, if you're winning that league, you're ready for the division above. Are you ready to come into the team and challenge for the title? Maybe not 100%. Um, but obviously, you know, with the second team not being able to get promoted, I think it's only right that Butte will push on the youngsters who are able to play that division above. Um, and get them in the senior team. The likes of Liam Ferguson and Ryan Tierney can kick on and hopefully cement places in the first despite their young age. Ian McDonald grabbed 15, I think, last year, which was a huge help to Butte. If he can get up to even 20 or 22, then I think they'll have a real chance of winning that division. However, again, a lot of youth in the squad. So perhaps that might go on to be their undoing against some of the more experienced teams in the division. You know, the likes of Lockside Rovers, your GMAs, but I do fancy them to win South 1 this year. Um, Aberdower had a tough time of it in the National coming back into the league, but I think they can probably also provide some stern competition. But anyway, I'm going for Butte. What do you think, Kami? This will be the first time we agree in this prediction, Jay. I've also went for Butte. Um, my opinion, probably the easiest call so far for me. Obviously, um, we'll let Muggs if we're completely wrong at the end of the season. <laughs> Uh, but very, very unlucky last year, and they were second best to a very, very good Colglen side. Um, I can't see any of them catching them, really. There's three teams that stick out. Uh, GMA seconds have the ability, but their first team might be losing a few players, so a few might get promoted there. Lockside Rovers, disappointing last time out. However, their first team is maybe improving this year, so they might pick up a few players. And then, of course, Aberdour have came down from the National. You can never rule down a team who's came down from the National. Mm -hmm. But I look at the Butte side, and I think they've just got too much quality and a good mixture of kind of quality and youth players. As you mentioned, Liam Ferguson, maybe coming up from the seconds, and then that goes on top of their, their kind of solid players they have already. Ryan Craig, Marcus Plank, mm -hmm. Ian McDonald, as you mentioned, Scott Harvey. Um, I feel like this will be Butte's league to lose and I would be quite surprised if they're not crowned champions at the end of the season. And touching on your point earlier as well, I would love a playoff as well, an Inverness Butte or a Glengarry Butte or or whoever for that matter, that would be great to see. I think everyone would like that. Yeah, I think so too. It's one of the things that I've always wanted to see more of in Shinty. You know, like I would rather that the Premiership was one down and a playoff for second place in the National versus second bottom in the Premiership and stuff like that, you know, because um, we don't have too many one-off really important games in the league. It sort of tends yeah. to be decided before we're going into the sort of final games. Um, so I would love to see that, but this is the only one we've got in the current setup. So it'd be great to see uh, two teams going head-to-head -to, -head to play National Division Shinty next year. But I think pretty solid call from you, Kami. Do you want to tell us about the National then? Yeah, I'll kick off for the National. Um, difficult one but I'm going to put my hat on Fort William this season to be crowned champions. Um, obviously, last season, it was a season to forget. Let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, two league wins coming against Comali and GMA, who were the mm -hmm. team who was uh, rock bottom and the team who were third bottom, uh, mm -hmm. narrowly uh, staying up. Um, and looking at the national division, 
I mean, I still think it's going to be a really, really tough year. It's actually personally my favourite league. I'm, I've always quite invested in it as well. I'm liking the national division this year. More for, yeah. I've invested in Cole Glenn, see how they do, but also the likes of how Lacaber do, Inverary, and of course, Comali with that Fort million yeah, Comali derby. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking Fort William because I think they possess the most individual ability, particularly in the likes of, kind of Aaron McPhee, who is a cracking player in his day who can run people ragged. Um, and they've also got kind of some individual ability up front, even though they like to be scoring a lot more than they did. I'm looking at the likes of Lewis Morrison and young Victor Smith, who looks to be like a real prospect one to watch. <clears throat> this, I'll probably say, is maybe one of, maybe not the hardest, but the hardest one to call, I think, this year, because I think the National Division is so tight. It can really come down to your home and away games. It really comes down to if you pick up a point at a certain location uh, mm-hmm. throughout the season. And they've also, on top of that, you've got still got the likes of Open Celtic, who'll be no mugs uh, whatsoever. Uh, Shuff Glass will be up there about St Glenarcourt as well so really really tight league it will come down to the wire but I'm going to pick Fort William just to edge it who you've got well Cami we're starting to really run in tandem now I've also gone for Fort William I found this one the hardest to predict if I'm being honest Um, but again you know risk of repeating exactly what you said looking at the raw talent within the squads I think that it really should be Fort Williams to lose Um, we saw what they did in the National in 2019 and I can actually see this title going down to the Derbies. And I do think that Fort William have a bit more grit about it than Kilmali. Inverary will probably feel a bit hard done by here, not to get a mention, um, given they finished third last year and knocked Kilmali out of the Kamenek Cup. But I think that the Fort will just have too much for them this year. Kilmali were also in my mind, of course, coming dropping down a division. You've always got to look at the teams that are dropping down if they've still got that Premiership quality player that got them there in the first place. But losing Stuart Callison to Lechaber is not going to help their cause. And I was a little bit concerned about comments I read about giving youth a real chance this year. Now, that's no bad thing in a long-term picture, but I think in a hyper-competitive division like it's going to be this year, like you've just mentioned, all those teams that can easily take points off one another, I'm not sure it's going to lead to short-term success. Overall, I've gone with Fort William, and I was going to give a mention to Adam McPhee specifically there as well, but we don't want his head getting too big. And since you spoke about him, I'll... uh, I'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, we've both gone for Fort William there. And also, in uh, touching on that as well, when we're talking about kind of player and emissions, um, in Vereri as well, who we're kind of looking to see maybe they'd be kind of pushing to the title with things like that. They've picked up a few players from Crewick inside, which mm-hmm. obviously will go, definitely will go well towards our squad depth. But they've also lost Ross McMillan. Well, I think so. They've lost Ross McMillan to Oban Celtic, which is a huge loss because very versatile player. can play at half-back, play at wing-back, but can also play further up the field as well. So will it come down to these big transfers? Maybe Swain, where the title will go? I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you in that. I think it will be Fort William. Yeah, I, I totally agree that the the loss of Ross McMillan, I say the loss, obviously it was Oban Celtic to begin with, but him returning yeah. to Oban Celtic uh, is, is going to be a real blow for Inverary. Um, I like Inverary as a club. I'm hopeful that they can challenge, but I just think that Fort William will win the title. That's not to say that the battle for second doesn't have Inverary's name on it, um, but we'll just wait and see. I mean, knowing my luck, Fort William will finish sixth and Inverary will win the title and I'll be getting pelters from, from down south at the Winterton. Um, Premiership's all that's left now and <laughs> in a shock to absolutely nobody I've gone with Canusi. Um they've been the best team in Shinty for the past few years and really they're just coming into their prime just now last three seasons they've had three different top goal scorers Savio Giannini in 2019 James Faulkner in 2021 and Roddy Young last season which you know that just goes to show the real quality right across that forward line 
add that to what was the meanest defence in the division last year and you've got a recipe for consistent success. I think that sometimes against more physical teams, they can choke up a bit. So, you know, we've seen that against Kinloch Shield uh, and Levitt over recent years. I think 2021, obviously, I think Levitt knocked them out um, of the Kamnak Cap. Kinloch Shield beat them in the McTavish Cup final. And I watched both those games and I thought it was the physicality, really, that Kinesi didn't seem to deal with. That being said, last year, obviously, they they won the Grand Slam. So um, we can't really be too hard on them. Um when it comes to winning the league as well, it's the team with the best players that almost always does it. And that team for me is, can you see, and it's not even close. Um, I think that, you know, when you look across the squad, the the raw talent again um, for can you see is much higher than the second best team, whether you think that's Levitt, Kinloch, Shield, whoever, Newton Moore, whoever you think it is. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're going to have, can you see two Kami? So to make things a little bit more interesting, I'm going to let you talk about Can You See or whoever else you might have. Uh, but I also want to ask you to follow up when you're finished with another answer. And that's, do you think they can win back-to-back Grand Slams? Well, <laughs> I can tell you my answer right now, and that's no, because I've not picked Can You See to win the league. Oh, wow, okay. I know, I know, I know. You just said it at the start, and I've surprised no one you've picked Can You See, and I've surprised everyone I've not, and I've went for Kinlock Shield to win okay. the Premiership this year. And I know I'm going out on a limb, and maybe I'm being tactical, so I, I really do want to beat you. And I think if everyone goes Can You See to win the league and I pick Kinlock Shield, that'll be fantastic. But aside <laughs> from that, firstly, take nothing away from Can You See, right? That team last season is one of the best teams I've seen in my lifetime. Let's not beat around the bush here. Incredible going forward. Underrated and extremely stubborn and tight at the back. They're a great, great shinty team and they deserve to win everything they did. However, I can't remember exactly how much it came down to, but the points, there wasn't a million miles between them and Kinlock Shield last season. Kinlock Shield stumbled out the blocks at the start and then picked up consistency throughout. And they lost in the last game of the season with nothing to play for. So that that gap, obviously, King Yushi had won the league by that point. Mm-hmm. That gap could have been even tighter. Yeah, I'm picking Kinlock Shield. I think it's just one of them teams that have this kind of aura about them on their day. You mentioned the physicality. You mentioned how they bet can you see in the league last season as well. Um, I think with a more promising start, they'll be able to kind of gain that consistency, make their kind of home pitch a kind of fortress, if you will, which they can do and we know they can do as well because people do not like travelling there one bit. No. And then on top of all that, they've signed Oliver McRae and uh, Johnny McCaskill from Glasgow and Argyle, two absolutely cracking players, Johnny McCaskill, brilliant defender um, and on McRae a versatile midfielder or a forward so you're adding them two in the mix with a good second team squad that can supply the kind of backing that team needs I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they'll overcome King Uso this season but also we're forgetting a few other teams as well this isn't going to be I don't even think it's going to be a straight one-two uh, horse race you've got likes of Lovett and Newton Moore and my wild card this year will be Oban Kamnick I think who have improved over the pre-season mm-hmm were quite impressive last season and lost narrowly in quite a lot of occasions as well, especially Kingusi on a couple of occasions. Um, I think with improvements, they'll be up there as well, but I'm going to go Kinloch Shield. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, as you said, you think it would be even closer. And if, if everything goes away, Kingusi are going to walk away with it. I don't think so. Yeah, to be honest, uh, yeah, I, I disagree with you. I really do. I think Kingusi <laughs> will win quite comfortably. Um, the league. That's not to say that you know they're going to whitewash the whole of Shinty. I think that you know you're right to point out Kinloch Shield's qualities. They do have qualities, and we do know that 
they can beat can you see they've done it before they've done it last season they did it the season before um so they definitely can do it uh i think that they'll probably win a trophy next year can lochiel or love it i don't think can you see will win everything um but i really think that as i said the league the best shinty players always come out on top in the league and i think when it comes down to stick work um and even fitness and determination as well. Can you mm. see are there? And like I said, they've got a squad that's just coming into its prime years just now. Um, but I don't want to see another Grand Slam. I don't think it's good for the sport. I don't think it's particularly enjoyable um, for the neutral. I'm sure it's really enjoyable for everyone in Canusi, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certainly backing them for next year. Just on a side note, since you mentioned Oban Kamenacht, I would actually love to uh, a South team to win a national trophy this year. I think it's been um, long enough, uh, and I'm talking about obviously one of the, one of the major national trophies here. You know, the likes of the Kamenacht, um, the Macaulay, or the league. But we'll wait and see. I think yeah, hopefully they can make a charge for it. But it's always really hard to tell at the start of the season, who's going to come out the blocks firing and who is going to just make up the numbers. But that's brought us to the end of the league prediction, Kami. I've got a short little quiz for you, though. Ten questions. Um, okay. I've submitted a quiz to the Press and Journal, and I thought, why just let them have it? Let's uh, as go through it as well. So the answers, there's multiple choice because that's what the guys at the P&J wanted. So I'm not going to give you the multiple choice um, but if you really don't even have a guess, you can ask me for them. Uh, you get two points if you get it without the multiple choice and you get one point if you get it with the multiple choice and obviously you get deadly squat if you don't get it at all. Right. You up for that? Yeah, that's good. Why not just try and embarrass me at the end of the podcast? That's a great show. I do appreciate it. Um, no, not at all. Listen, no. Cammy, any time. <laughs> See when these I'm are solid, this, by the way. Any time. <laughs> See when this is the history of Bewley, I'm not going to be impressed. <laughs> no, no, listen, it was made for a, a general audience, so it's not right, even okay. particularly difficult. And they start very easy. First yeah. question, Cammy, who are the current Maui Premiership champions? Now, do you want the options for this one? I don't need the options for this one, I don't think. And I'll go with King Yussi. <laughs> uh, that, that's correct. Well done. That's two points for you, Kami. Fantastic. Question number two. Which team lifted their first national trophy in 32 years in 2022? Uh, first national trophy in 32 years. Would that be Cole Glenn with a single team cup? Correct. It'd have to be, yeah, because you just mentioned King Yussi being granted. Yeah, of course. <laughs> See, you're in my head already. I'm already double uh, double thinking. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that, that's good. That's what I'm wanting. Um, <laughs> question number three, the 2023 Telecoms Kamenak Cup final. And by the way, these questions are all just so I can jam as many uh, sponsors' names at oh, the P&J no. as possible. Yeah. Uh, but the 2023 Telecoms Kamenak <laughs> Cup final in Inverness will represent what milestone? I can um, give you the options if you want. But... It will represent the 100th year since the competition was last, or first in Inverness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you that since it was first, since the first final at Buck Park. Very good, yeah. Cam. Very good indeed. Okay, you're three from three. I'm starting to think I should have made these a bit harder. But uh, I think this one might trip you up and uh, it's just going to show your prejudice as well. But anyway, who <laughs> was the player of the match in the 2022 Maui Valerie Fraser Kamina Cup final? Could I have the options, please? Oh, here we go. I knew it. <laughs> okay, the options are A, Kirsty Deans, B, Jeanette McGregor, or C, Sarah Jane Ferguson. Um, 
Right, okay, so Kirsty Deans is one of the players that actually stood out all season, if I'm saying this correctly. No, I won't I won't I won't take any chances. I'll go with Kirsty Deans. Okay. It's not Kirsty, actually. That was a ah. bit of a curveball there. I mean, Kirsty, I think she might have scored a hat trick in the final, but she wasn't actually given man the match. It was Sarah right. Jane Ferguson with a tremendous right. performance in goals, which you would know if you cared about women, shouldn't you, Cam? Oh wow, yeah, great. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're loving this. Um, okay, this next one is a, it's a bit of an bit of an open goal, so we'll just get through it. But I've just given the first ten this week. We'll do the next ten the week after. So if you don't get this one, then you won't be on next week's episode. What is no the problem. weekly Shinty podcast called? It is a half swing podcast. Um, will be uh, sponsors of the single team club competition as well. That's exactly right, Cami. Exactly well, right. Uh, question number six. Kirsty Lobin has been hired by the Act Association to what new role? Could I have the options, please? Okay, another question Come about on. the women, and he's fallen flat oh, on his face again. Jesus. This is pathetic. Right. Uh, the options are A, head of referees, B, women and girls development officer, or C, discipline administrator. Um, really exciting question, this one, by the way. If you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> is it B? It is B, Women and Girls Development Officer. Well done, Cami. You saved you. some face there. <laughs> um, okay, question number seven. 2022 Maui Player of the Year, Roddy Yang, scored how many goals throughout the season? Um, no, nah, I'm not going to bother trying without the options. Give me the options, please. The options are A, 26, B, 36, or C, 46. It is B36. It is B36, Cami. You've only got one wrong so far, so fair play to you. That's not bad. I'll take that. Um, another three questions. First up, question number eight. Can you see one a Grand Slam in 2023? 2022, that should be. Better change that before it goes to print. <laughs> uh, only the 12th time it's been done in Shinty's long history. When was it last done? Um, the last Grand Slam. I'll try this one without the options. Okay. Was it? Right, I've got, I've got two. I'll tell you what two I've got. I've got two thousand two, and I've got twenty eleven in my head, which is probably both wrong for the record. I do understand this. I'll go. I'll go twenty eleven. No, I. I'll go twenty eleven. Okay, twenty eleven is not correct. It's two thousand and three. Right, so I, I should have went 2011 is one of the options, which is throwing me off a little bit. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's 2003. Well, maybe need to come back and check. I was that thinking one. like the good Newton Moore side in 2011, and then I was thinking yeah. about I don't maybe it was King Houston 2002, 2003. So I should have went there, but I still got it wrong. But I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were close enough with your second guess, so I think yeah. that's. Oh wait, no, that's no point still. Okay. Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, question number nine: Which team will play Maui Premiership Shinty for the first time in 2023? Um, Julie. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Bewley. Pardon? <laughs> Bewley will play Maui Premiership City for the first time in oh, a long yeah. history. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, if you put the emphasis like that, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, Bewley's correct. Well done, Kami. Um, and finally, question number 10, Highland Industrial Supply Sutherland Cup final is 100 years old in 2023. Where will the final take place? Oh, actually, um, I do not know. Um, what's the options? Give me options. 
The options are A, Ballgate, B, Blair Beg, or C, Battery Park. I think it's Blair Beg. Is that your answer? That is my answer because I'm, I'm thinking about actually the press release you sent me through my work. I'm, I'm thinking back to that. I think it's Blair Beg. That's good. It's good to see you reading them, Cammy. It is Blair Beg. <laughs> Absolutely Blair Beg for the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup Fantastic. final this year. Um, set to be an amazing event, by the way, just by the wayside. So um, make sure you keep that in your calendar. Okay, Cammy, pretty impressive. I think that was eight out of 10. And I didn't do the marking scheme correctly. So I don't actually have a score out of 20 for you, but it's eight out of 10. So yeah, 10. That's quite, that's respectful, I'd say. I think that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. So do let us know at home if you manage to beat Cammy's eight out of 10, what you think of our predictions. Um, because that basically brings us towards the end of the podcast. Just a final note from me to say, remember to join the prediction game. Uh, mm-hmm. Lock in your guesses before the season starts and we can all look forward to Kami falling flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Mr. Middleton, thank you very much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Cheers, Aidan. Cheers. Just one quick note to end the podcast on. I forgot to give Kami right of reply on this one, but I just couldn't leave it out. And having finished the podcast with Kami falling flat on his face, I thought we better just sign off with this. I had a word with Robert Baxter on the phone during the week and he was at Kyle's versus Jucker Dunoon, um, a friendly earlier this week and he was telling me all about how young Abby Zavaroni ran rings round Kami um, and he'd actually ended up resulting to fouling her multiple times. 14-year-old doing bits against Kami and Jucker Dunoon. If you'd like to hear Kami's version of events then make sure you tune in next week to the Half Swing Shinty podcast.